The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We're three lifelong fans of the show reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. We're doing something a little different today, boys and girls mm-hmm. and other. I knew mm-hmm. I knew you weren't going to let that guy. I knew just as soon as you That's said boys, I'm like, phrase. he's fucked. He's fucked. That's, the new That's my new catchphrase, yeah. man. We all got to have a catchphrase. I'm just being inclusive, yeah. Chris. That's my new nickname. Fair. Okay. That makes sense. But so we're kind of thinking Mikey's about catchphrase. I murder people and don't tell anyone about it. I that can't be my catchphrase because then I'd have to tell people about it. Oh, fuck. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying is if you go to his house and look for, you know, some some ground beef patties in the deep freeze, just watch out. <laughs> Absolutely watch out. Oh, By I the know way, what Mikey's new his catchphrase should be. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm curious. Oh, let's be let's good. see. What, what is it going to be, Chris? Which one of you little ones want to come for the mustache ride? <laughs> a mustache ride, Mikey. <laughs> yeah yeah that checks out i uh here's the thing i bet you i bet you we could have played a game there where i write down what you're about to say and i would have gotten that at like guess number three yeah for sure i'm not that smart man i ain't got much <laughs> i like your catchphrase better mine was mine was no no good compared next to that that's like standing next to giants chris do you have a fun fact of the day <laughs> well i'm us? gonna quickly just explain real quick what we're actually doing today Mm. because okay, they need to know what to. we're doing to even know what the fun fact day would be to be about Fuck, sure yeah no, quid pro right. row austin you know squid pro row <laughs> close enough yeah um so yeah today us. today <laughs> fuck <laughs> so today what we wanted to do we found a really cool video of not johnny knoxville and he was talking about what he thought was the biggest jackass stunts of all times this this mm-hmm. article was put together by gq magazine um it was something on youtube and it was a really good video especially considering we actually rate the stunts so we wanted to kind of compare how how many of his things uh, touched on the things that we liked, which ones we disagreed with, agree with, etc. So, you know, we're just going to try and do something a little mo- bit more fun, a little bit exciting today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll link to that video as well in our episode description. Uh, Chris, why don't you uh, go ahead? You said you had a surprise for us uh, uh, before before we got started. What uh, what was the surprise about? I'm excited. Well, the, the, this article was published on YouTube on March 1st of the year 2022. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was pretty fucking doom and gloom, man, when I went out there trying to find articles. Yeah. Like, this is basically the height of the Russia-Ukraine crisis. This is when, oh, like, invasions oh, was happening. U- United States oh, dedicated that they were going to, you know, help help uh, Ukraine but not send troops. There's tons of articles about just really dark shit going on. And, you know, I'm Ukrainians in my background. I ain't got no hate on Russian people or nothing like that because I don't think they're involved in a lot of this shit. But uh, it was it wasn't the funnest fun fact for me to do today. I just want to mm-hmm. send some light, and you know, everyone's just trying to be people. That's it. So that's your fun fact is that your your fun fact <laughs> is that shit was really dark t- that day. That's no, your fun you fact. He just wants people being people. That's what he said. Yeah, Mikey. Easy there. You know how like people do these things called protests and Uh they they, they're trying to shed light, use their platform to shed light on worldwide issues. That's all I'm trying to do, man. Like I said, I'm a sex symbol and now I'm a political activist, baby. (laughs) Political (laughs) activist. Can't wait to find out what you're going to add to the resume next week. (laughs) Uh, Oh my God, it could be anything. You think about that. And this week 
what we're going to do is I'm just going to give you a quick rundown of how this episode's going to work. So we all watched the Johnny Knoxville breakdown video. He talks about some of the favorite stunts of the Jackass movies. And uh, basically, we're just going to jump right in. We're going to talk a bit about the things that Johnny Knoxville thought stuck out and kind of, you know, talk about some things we maybe didn't know about the stunts, some surprises there. Then we want to talk a bit about maybe some of the major important elements from those sketches we remember. Now, most of these we've covered on the podcast, if not all of them at this point, I believe. No, Jackass 3. There's a couple from Jackass 3 that we haven't touched on yet. Ah, you are correct. So there'll be a couple there, but we're not going to go very deep like we traditionally do on the show and deep dive. We're more so just going to talk impressions. But what we really wanted to accomplish here is kind of find out with each stunt whether we agree with Johnny Knoxville or if we felt that our initial impressions were closer and aligned better with, you know, how we, how we feel on each stunt. So there was a lot of surprises here. I think uh, out of the whole thing, uh, there's some behind-the-scenes knowledge packed into this video. If you haven't seen it, I say go watch it. It's it's a great watch. That uh, you're going to learn things that just you just didn't know because on- this can only come from the man himself. So I'm excited to jump into this and kind of break it down with you guys. Any uh, any closing thoughts on this intro piece before we dive right into stunt number one? No, I would just say uh, highly, highly recommended. Uh, if you're already hearing our voices and you haven't seen the video, it's like a 20 minute video. It's absolutely worth watching. And a lot of like a lot of our past episodes of this podcast have been, you know, four parters, five parters based on movies, not quite self-contained. I'm excited to get back to an episode that is just focused on one specific thing. It's out there, easily accessible to anyone who wants to go watch. It so I I just recommend go see that before you continue on with this podcast. Yeah, Mikey, great idea. Let's drive them. We got them listening to our podcast. Let's send them somewhere else and get them fucking down the YouTube rabbit hole so they don't listen to the rest of our show. Fucking smart. Yeah, thing, so so they can do research and enjoy the episode a little bit more. I don't know if it was can me. I just, I just say fucking that watch different shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The contrast. The contrast, Chris, between the Mike Tyson sweatshirt and your haircut is really just throwing me off. There's something there. I don't know. I'm having a hard time looking in your direction. I feel like trouble's just going to come my way if I keep staring. staring I'm going you down for like, like this. my two favorite people of the '90s, Dennis Rodman and Mike Tyson. You know, yeah. which would be a okay, fucking dangerous, badass combination of a motherfucker, eh? Please tell me next week you'll come on with the uh, leopard. You know, leopard spots. No, I'm going full on dress, maybe. Oh, fuck. What I say I kind of got to do on here. I've done it with the hair and a few other things. We're expecting the dress now. Nah, it ain't going to happen. All right. Well, Chris will bring some surprises next week, I'm sure. (laughs) Always full of surprises, this guy. If he needs to find a dress, Um, I know one place, Jay, that he might be able to find one. Do you know where? Where's that, Mikey? It might be a department store he could could pop into around the bend. Hmm. Nope. Hey, this next sketch. (laughs) 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 All right, I got to give you that one. I can't really come up with anything better and then say it was my idea like I like to do on this show. But uh, Mikey, you win this one. Yes, department store boxing with good old Butterbean. You remember this one. Knoxville gets his fucking face clobbered in a department store. I love the way Knoxville sets this up for us, though, because he kind of just comes in saying that he loves to fight. He's a real scrapper. Um, and he does mention that, uh, what I really found funny here, guys, and I I hope you'll agree is that when he's talking about the interaction with Butterbean before the sketch, they're like best of buds all day. Butterbean's cracking jokes, smiling with them. And then as soon as they put the gloves on, 
He's like a different person. He he can no longer communicate with Butterbean. He's just getting death glances like the rest of the day until the till the bell rings. Yeah, and he, I just thought that was so funny, but I can totally see it. You know, even one further on that, it was funny because he was literally like, "Hey, Butterbean, I need you to go full speed," and he's like, yeah. I, "I can't do that." And he's like, "No, please, like I really need you to go full speed." He's like, and then you know, like you said, once the gloves comes on, it was like a different animal. Like I love. Those yeah. like speaking of Mike Tyson, for example, it's like he's a completely different person outside of the ring than when he's in the ring. And once that bell rings and those gloves are on, it's like you're dealing with a psychopath at that point, right? And you kind of need to be right if that's your profession is, is hitting 100%. people in the head. Uh, and I bet you there's a different place that someone like Johnny Knoxville goes to as well. You know, when he's when he's about to get into the thick of things uh, just before a stunt. Uh, you know, what we didn't mention, this is from Jackass the movie. Obviously, if, if you've seen Jackass the movie, this is one of the most iconic stunts. An immediate one right off the top when I knew we were going to get into Johnny Knoxville's most iconic moments. This is one that I thought of. Uh, there's a lot of ones that I initially thought of that I that did eventually make his list. But this as number one. It, it, it makes sense to put it there. A, because, you know, Johnny Knoxville's concussions, we, we, we have recorded his, in like historical data. And this is one of the ones he ends up snoring in. Um, one thing I want to mention, I think we should all kind of give a little bit of insight in when we talk about these stunts is like a major takeaway. Cause Johnny doesn't always give you that in this interview. Sometimes he, ta- he says the stunt talks about what it was like, but he doesn't really say what it meant to him. So I almost want to imbue the stunts with that. And, and I think with Butterbeans, with, with the department store boxing, my major takeaway from this one is that Johnny Knoxville's basic instinct, his base level, even coming out of a concussion is to be funny. It's like if his eyes are open, the <laughs> lights are on, yeah. the camera's rolling and it's action. And that's when he opens his eyes after literally having a concussion so bad that he tried to swallow his tongue. He says his butter being okay uh, is one of my one favorite of lines in Jackass lines, history. Yeah. And Absolutely. he adds yeah, this in the definitely. interview. This line is one of my fo- favorite parts of this interview because uh, he says the line, he says, and his butter being okay, he pauses and he says, because I thought I'd killed him. Like somehow he even adding to the scenario yeah. and, and making it funnier. Uh, uh, this is this is one of those ones that really made Johnny shine and showed he's able to get punishment, bring some star power to the department store and to Jackass. I love this one. Mikey, what were our ratings totally. on this one? So we gave this one, uh, uh, I gave this, every rating I give is going to be uh, me, Chris, Jay in, in order. So 8.5, 8, and 8. Uh, I gave this one a slightly higher rating than you guys, uh, but uh, I yeah, clearly we really liked it. Yeah, looking yeah, back it, though, I'm kind of shocked. I feel like, if anything, I undersold this in my previous rating. Some of these ones will go through later on. I think I might have, it might be the opposite, but when you really boil it down, I don't think I understood the the level of, the concussion thing. I've been listening like, uh, who was it? Dave England, I think was on Steve-O's podcast recently. And he was talking about, um, they were bringing up like Knoxville's concussions and they both were really hitting on this specific moment. Like this was one of the worst bell rungs he's had. And it was very early on, which could have been like, it's something they've always been concerned about type thing. So yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, I'm, I'm glad this was on the list for sure. Yeah. I think one thing to keep in mind is, you know, the, the, the aura and the history that this one holds is one thing, but it's pretty quick. Like it, they get in and out. The the punching happens, and I think we we one thing we talked about when we were reviewing it is it would have been nice to have it a little bit bigger somehow. I don't know that I still agree with that fully because I've I I, I kind of think that sometimes smaller is better. Uh, but I think that was one of the things that we were touching on when we when we reviewed this one. Yeah, for sure. I think we all gave it a pretty high rating, so I think we'd agree that you know. There's something to be said for this one. It stood the test of time, but 
would you guys say, I guess, definitively, is this one of the biggest stunts of all time? Like, Mike, you're just kind of saying there it's kind of changed for you a little bit. Um, but Chris, like, what would you say? Would you say this still, does this fit the title of the video? Yes, I, I, I do think so, yes. Okay, fair enough. How about you, Jay? I think, like, the, well, the biggest, uh, if you want to say takeaway from this stunt for me is that uh, it quickly, if you, let's say you were fairly new to the series, right, and you kind of knew the guys, but you hadn't watched a TV show or something, this would put Johnny Knoxville in the badass category pretty quickly for you, and I think for that um, alone, it's it's a standout and just the fact that he's got, he's just, he's nothing but balls going in there to fight this monster of a, of a boxer. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it totally deserves a spot in this video. Definitely. Um, but yeah, moving on. I mean, uh, this next one, if you want to talk about getting walloped, it's the riot control test. You may remember this. This is the Stingmore mine that is loud as a motherfucker. It uh, basically just shoots those little rubber balls out of the boys. We've got Ryan Dunn, Knoxville, and Bam. This is from Jackass number two. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty badass stunt. If you remember, the one thing I love about this, and Knoxville references this in the um, in the YouTube video here, that the noise was almost worse than the actual impact and the actual sketch itself. That the first time they they did the test run and the thing went off, like you just see guys leaving the room. They're just like, fuck that, fuck that. Like nobody wants to do it. Um, and it's just, I love that the buildup to this Knoxville also says he was just supposed to be doing it solo. He had a bit of a heart to heart with Ryan Dunn in the car where he's like, I can't do this, Johnny. Like I'm not gonna be able to do this. And, uh, you know, I think because Dunn's, as he says here, he's always the one to kind of step up. And when someone needs support, he's there for you and he'll do a sketch that either no one wants to do, or you just need a second man. And I think just, you know, seeing that Johnny Knoxville was about to take this thing head on by himself, he had a change of heart at the last minute. And there you go. Before you know it, you got him, you got Bam in there and it's a threesome. I just love the story here behind the scenes, you know, you know, Bam, Bam knew Dunn was doing it. He was like, it's like, it became like a snowball effect. It's like, Dunn's doing it? Okay. Oh, all right. Fine. Fucking I'll right. do it type shit, you know? Because Bam's so competitive, right? right? Like, yeah. He wants to, yeah, he, he can't be left out. He can't look like the pussy or, or whatever, right? So. Yeah. I think there's there's a couple things that, that really stood out to me in this one based on the inner. First of all, Stingmore is the mind they used. What a fucking great name for a weapon. A oh, yeah. Sting. Are you kidding me? That like very on the nose. Uh, the other thing is, I think they mislabeled this one in the interview. They called it riot control test, but riot control test was the title of the first, uh, the beanbag launcher in the first one. I'm pretty sure this one was called weapons expert. Uh, uh, oh. and, and I, I, he, he, he misstated it and they did in the GQ article as well. Uh, I'm very surprised though, the most surprising thing about this this portion of the interview is that Johnny mentions in passing during it the the weapons test that he did for Big Brother magazine, which also made its way into season one, episode one of Jackass, uh, where he takes the taser, he takes the pepper spray and eventually gets shot with a revolver in a in a uh, with a bulletproof vest incredibly surprised that that one didn't make this list. And I feel like he brought it up here to sort of draw homage to it but of all the weapons tests things to do that one not being the choice is very strange to me however yeah i think what he was trying to do mikey is is actually combine them together as like the weapons testing ones that's why he brought those up like that's kind of like i think he wasn't saying like that is standalone and this is standalone he was just saying weapons testing in general because 
there's no way he couldn't include the the original one. Yeah, right? there, there's there's definitely an element of that in his interview, but they do spend the most amount of time focused on on the Stingmore mine. And I actually I don't mind that necessarily because we talked about this one. You know, I mentioned already Jackass Two is from Jackass Two. Uh, I gave this one a nine. You gave it an eight point five, Chris and Jay. You gave this one a six point nine. This one was not about. The stunt was not about taking a mine. The stunt was about Johnny Knoxville being the leader of the group. That's my major takeaway from this one. He's the toughest. He's willing to do the most. And people start to realize, like, love it or hate it, the fact that he's kind of the face of this. When he's willing to do something, you put up or shut up. Uh, I love that he gave some love to to Ryan Dunn for saying no, getting in the car with him, and then and then following him and ending up doing it. But notice he didn't at all mentioned Dave England, who was originally supposed to do this stunt. And it's one of the only ones he ever backed out of. I think, I think they did that on purpose, not mentioning Dave England because they didn't want to say like, Oh yeah, I'm this one guy pussied out of it. Cause this was still really scary, but it was, it was curious to notice he wasn't mentioned in it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. I forgot that he, uh, he did, uh, dive out at the end there. Um, yeah. Did you guys catch too as, as well when he was talking about the riot control and kind of comparing, okay, what is the shittiest part of everything that That's I've what had I was to take in say, terms yeah. of like a, yeah, in terms of like a, you know, uh, a riot weapon. And he said the pepper spray was actually worse than this, which at, you know, first glance, I wouldn't have thought that, but the way he tells the story, if it, it's 20 minutes of continuous, sharp, like unbearable pain in your eyes that you cannot get rid of. And then when you go and take a shower later, yes. it reactivates the pepper spray, which just sounds like a fucking nightmare. So, yeah, I can see that, you know? Yeah, o- only Johnny um, Knoxville would would take a Stingmore mind to the face. First of all, he's the only one who didn't go down, which was amazing. We talked about that. Secondly, only he would look back on it. And literally, he's quoted in this interview saying, yeah, this wasn't so bad. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Still, it made yeah. Bam Margera cry. He cried. And Johnny's like, yeah, it wasn't so bad. <laughs> it was just loud, Mikey. It was just loud. It was just loud. It was just yeah. loud. Yeah. yeah, that's all. Looks worse than it is. Just loud. Um, I got to ask before we move on to the next one real quick. This list, I'm assuming this was put together by GQ and not someone on the Jackass crew. I mean, I can only assume that. Do you guys I would have, have I would assume that? that that he had some hand in determining what was on the list. Uh, I would I think assume it was, it was 100% his list. Maybe I'm just being naive to the really? way the media works, but... It's Johnny Knoxville's Maybe. list of biggest. If they don't, it's kind of a ripoff, and I don't know. I I kind of hope that's what it was, but I I got the feeling the way he talked about him and kind of introduced some of the segments. It sounded like they were pitching, and then he'd think about it for a second and go, "Oh, that one, yeah," and then he'd start talking about it. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just curious to know because there's a couple in here that we'll get to that I don't really agree with, but. Um... Yeah, so far so good. I'd say the riot control test does belong in this video. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, Me too. no like arguments there. Next one though, this one is a lot less hardcore, but goddamn is it memorable. And speaking of Mr. Ryan Dunn, he is the star of this next one. This is the butt X-ray. Uh man, the finale for Jackass the movie on this one. What a great sketch. One of the cast's favorites, says Johnny Knoxville. Everybody loves this one. Steve-O's dad said, no, as we already discussed, this was supposed to be Steve-O's stunt. So Dunn stepped up once again, said, hey, we're not letting this one go in the trash. I'll do it. He's such a team player. I love how Knoxville comments that the doctor was like experiencing a range of emotions from concerned to confused to disgusted. And they put a clip of the doctor in there just repeatedly saying to Ryan, like tapping him on the shoulder, don't tell anybody about this. (laughs) 
the, the line, here the in this line, room, that's enough. He already knows anybody. that's too many people. I want that tattooed yeah. on my body somewhere. I love that so much. Like him looking like genuinely concerned for him. Like no one in your life can find out about this is, is so good. You know, not yeah, that, Johnny that Knoxville. Out oh yeah. You'd want that tattooed on your body. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I want it somewhere. I don't care where it is. Hey, listeners, write in. Where should I get that tattooed on my body? What what I loved about this one, just it's the simplest thing. It's that they just lucked out by getting that doctor because it yeah. was that doctor that really made this something special. If it wasn't for the doctor, yeah, it's a great mm-hmm. idea. But, you know, a lot of the times you could have a great idea, bad reactions, bad ideas, great reactions. And Knoxville made it very clear which I think we were even talking about when we first reviewed it. Like this, it, they found the perfect guy for this thing. And it was just, I love that. It was just a fluke. They didn't do it three different times at three different doctors. They just happened to find the right guy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it was definitely. absolutely one of the most memorable moments. This is the moment from the movie that everyone walked away talking about. Like it, it just was, you know, th- that element of like man on the street prank with an elaborate concept and something so silly and the fact that there's some behind the scenes like jackass wasn't always uh didn't always peel the curtain back and have someone talking to the camera about like the making of the stunt and to have steve-o basically say like this was supposed to be mine and i couldn't do it and then he's still along for the ride and it almost gets awkward because he's uncomfortable the fact that he wasn't willing to do it this one was 100 i would say one of the most iconic moments uh my takeaway from it this almost sounds like I'm making it too serious, but like, tell me this stunt didn't kind of open the door for eschewing like that bro culture homophobia. Like this, this wasn't about, hey, Ryan Dunn's got a, a car up his ass and that's gay. So that's funny. It was a prank on the doctor and and it was about a bunch of guys being like, hey, we can we can do this and be comfortable about it. And it doesn't have to be poking fun at anyone except for the person who thinks that it's weird. And, and you know, it wasn't as refined at this point in time in Jackass, but I think eventually it gets there. Uh, uh, and I think or they just thought that, it was, that's they just thought it was funny to stick a car up a guy's ass. I think you're too much into it. No, no, but it, it is, but, but it's all, it's not, the, but that's, what's so, funny about it. Not that yeah. he's gay, you know, like that would have been the, the skate punk mentality back then would have been like, he's got a car up his ass, therefore he's gay. And that's, what's funny about it. The funny thing is he's got a car up his ass and that's it. Exactly. Okay. Well, if there was a homophobia thing back then, the car, it parted the proverbial seas <laughs> and allowed for a more, you know, more open-minded uh, perception. In this case, things, which, C hey, stands for colon. I agree, yeah. Yes. Dunn, you are a pioneer, and uh, rest in peace, buddy. Uh, he's so entertaining in this one, too. I love the walk back to the car, yes. the slow walk <laughs> from the hospital back to the car. Oh, God. I, I can picture that now. Just that never gets old. Um, yeah, what a great sketch. I'm glad this was here because I wouldn't have thought of it. Honestly, if you had told me, here's a video of the best jackass stunts, this wouldn't have popped up. But then, you know, when they put it in here and it came up, I was like, yep, definitely. Yeah, surprise, because be I gave this one an eight. Chris gave it a nine. You gave it a seven, which to me felt a little low. But but uh, I remember this one not landing as well for you, Jay. Yeah, I think what it was uh, is I, I remember if I remember correctly, someone can go back and listen and give me shit later. But I think it's because I felt like they needed something bigger for the end of the movie mm. or something. Along I thought you were going to say lines. bigger to put in his butt. <laughs> something bigger, like a cucumber, a zucchini. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But it, still, like going back to it, there are a lot of funny moments here, and just hearing Knoxville talk about how everybody loves this on the sketch or on the on the uh, crew, just 
yeah, it adds a little something special to it as well. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I think overall we got to keep moving on. We got to keep looking to, uh, we got to, let's go look in someone else's colon, shall we? <laughs> How about, uh, old man Irving Zisman? Now this one, I guess you can't really call it a single sketch because Irving Zisman has yeah. multiple sketches. I mean, you've got the bad grandpa movie for God's sake. So this one, I think they're trying to kind of just talk generally about Johnny's old man character and the things he does and what makes him special. Spike Jones actually came up with this, according to Knoxville. He gives him credit for it. And uh, I'm glad Spike Jones thought of it because it is a, a, a staple of the Jackass films. Irving really has a tendency to wind people up. Johnny Knoxville calls it prick skills, which I love. <laughs> That's a great way to describe what, what this old crotchety old man is. Well, you guys agree with me on this one that Irving Zisman, he's uh, like... You would love to, you'd love to see him fuck with people, but if you were ever one of the people getting fucked with, like if you had to encounter Irving Zisman in the wild, it probably, you probably wouldn't be having a very good time. No. Like even if you knew Knoxville was under there, I feel like he could just find a way to dig under and get right to your, right to your nerves. You know what I mean? He does. He talks about it being his, his skill of, of escalate or winding people up and then deescalating. And think in this interview, they keep showing clips of, of one of my most memorable Irving Zisman moments. It's when he's with the little kid and they're drinking the alcohol and he winds people up so much that in the stunt and we talked about this when we reviewed it the guy who ends up confronting him we hate him for standing up to a guy yeah. who's giving alcohol <laughs> to a nine-year-old and you end and up hating smoke. that guy for some reason oh totally yeah 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 but like if that was you you would feel so justified and try to stand up to this old guy 100%. and everyone's just gonna look at you and be like what a fucking prick like leave the old man alone and it's I think that's the strength of the character is that he can get away with so much because he just looks like he's right on the, like, you know. And the fact that he right can get so edge. many people to get so close to knocking out a yeah. fucking grandpa it, and <laughs> yeah. then not oh, getting man. knocked out is exactly what he was talking about. Like, that's 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 just brilliance. It really is. It is. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I think you can take him down. This one definitely deserves to be on there. It's the first entry in this uh, in this list that isn't a specific stunt. Obviously, the first appearance of Irving Zisman was uh, was uh, on Jackass one. You had Spike Jones and you had Johnny Knoxville kind of it was more of a montage than anything else. Uh, 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 but it was still it was still great. And then every subsequent uh, experience that we have with Irving Zisman is great. The one, it, the one my, they focused my, on here is my favorite one. Is I think the one that where is the best. someone stands up to him because he's yeah. giving the alcohol yeah. to the kid. Yeah. yeah. My major takeaway with this yeah. one is uh, is that character work is integral to Jackass at this point, uh, and improvisation uh, with with Jackass equals a winning formula. Um, uh, you know, especially with someone like Johnny who who ends up becoming so funny and so quick thinking on his feet. Uh, I, I can see why this one had such an influence for the rest of Jackass. Am I the only one who wants to know what Irving smells like? Oh man, you know every what? time I see him, I would be curious, but I don't want to find out. I know that much. You, are you thinking like at like costumized Irving Zisman, or if he actually was an old person? Because there's a big no, difference. Dude, you know, what, he clearly smells yeah. like plastic and silicone or whatever they used to make the costume <laughs> and makeup. Yeah, but like the original one, like he would smell like cigarettes and like that mothball-y shit from those. <laughs> from those flannel vests they wear and yeah. <laughs> and maybe some scotch that's what i'm thinking dude this that's why this is such a fucking rubik's cube because i want to know what all of those things combined smell like <laughs> you know the makeup and the old man don't worry they, once i become you know, an old man simulate. you'll figure it out very quickly you just yeah. need to come hang out with me all for right. a few days 
Yeah, give give Chris another buddy. couple of years and we'll know. Just, yeah, like three, just, four right. years and I'll be. Yeah, we'll know exactly, exactly. what Irving's existence smells like. <laughs> well, boys, uh, just remember for this next sketch in the lineup that uh, he brought it back with a full tank of gas. <laughs> That's all that should matter, in my opinion. This is the Rent-A-Car Crash-Up Derby from the beginning. The first sketch we get in Jackass the movie, actually. Um, this one's a real fucking banger, no pun intended. I love this sketch. I, I sang it high praises in, uh, the original review. Uh, what I didn't know about this is that the owner was in on the joke. I don't yes. think any of us saw that coming. Mm-hmm. No, I um, love the, that little bit of insight. Yeah, that was maybe my favorite employee. portion moment from this interview was, was, was Johnny totally. saying that if they're ever doing a prank on a business, they always run it by the owner. Uh, but then the prank ends up being on the employees. That that was a cool insight right. that I didn't and, realize. And, and I like that insight because if there is those times where you kind of doubt, like, how did they get in here and get away with this? Yeah. Like, this got to be staged. It's not staged in the sense that the person being affected by it is in on it, but they do have the proper clearance, right. which actually justifies and makes it more realistic that these things do happen when you oh, do totally. have those questions. And this gives credit to the Jackass Forever sketch that I was not a big fan of for this reason. The one with uh, Irving Zisman going into the ceiling because <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't see how they didn't see through that. But there you go. If they talked to the ownership beforehand and didn't tell the employees, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. So much more sense. Um, I love this uh, sketch too, because Knoxville does mention something that I was losing my mind over in the original review as well, is where he's in the Destruction Derby and that fucking car backs onto his windshield and a tire comes through the window and almost just, you know, skins his his fucking face. And he mentions that. So uh, (laughs) clearly he was coherent enough to, uh, to, that's a vivid memory for him. And uh, yeah. This this one was so all-encompassing. I I, I think this... This is a, a sleeper that I think if you if you if you just told someone to write down a list and you gave them a minute to do it of the biggest jackass moments, they may miss this one. But when you think about what it did, like first, like cold open of the movie or like the the, the, the first first stunt of the movie, first major stunt of the movie, uh, uh, the first major movie, the fact that it was also a prank on people, but also had some danger involved into it and worked on so many different levels like this was one of the biggest examples of how to properly make a stunt work on several different levels and it did that so well uh so that that this to me is like the prank that has to be on here um be- before this you had ones like the santa colonic body in a casket uh daddy and baby where it was like what's the idea okay let's go do that idea to a to people and do it a bunch of times and see what the reactions is this is like here's the idea Let's make it more elaborate. Let's add some danger to it and then come back for the payoff. And I think it worked so well. Uh, we gave this one, by the way, a nine and a half for me, nine, Chris, nine, Jay. So, so yeah, far, totally. if you look at it, like our ratings, except for Jay, he's a little low on everything. But if you actually scale <laughs> it to his bell curve, yeah, we're yeah, pretty yeah. fucking spot on to what Johnny's been yeah, thinking, yeah. right? Like there's not been something yet so far that we all kind of rated low that's made it on here. Basically, they've all been exceptional. So we're, we're, we're pretty fucking good at our job, I With must say. With the exception of maybe the next one, and I'm curious to see what your guys' thoughts Why are on Why do you think I one. just set that up like that? Don't, don't, don't. Well, this next one, boys, electrical tape. Uh, <laughs> the only reason that uh, Bella from Twilight's vagina didn't also turn into a vampire. It'll save your life. Oh. Was that too much of a stretch? <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, yeah, because... Teeth, Edward, whoever. Chris just Chris, Chris did just you just hit himself what, in the nuts. What just happened there? Oh, you got a fucking cramp. Oh, you did got a, a vampire cramp. bite you in the genitals. Were you wearing electrical tape? <laughs> if I had electrical hey, uh, tape on, I wouldn't have this cramp. 
if you're a if you're a listener out there and you want to see Chris writhe in true agony, if you want him to do his impression of Zach ass falling into a pit of cactus, uh, uh, tune into YouTube and find he got a cramp and you look like you're gonna be need to. Are you? Do you need to go to the hospital? Is that what we need to do? Is oh, it just fucking it won't go away. I'm stuck. My legs pinned underneath this desk. It's really tight space. You've been in, in this office before, Mikey. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I've never been in that much pain in there. Uh, I'd rather be in that office than in an anaconda ball pit. Uh, uh, this one, pretty straightforward. Uh, you got Ryan Dunn. You've got, I think, Wee Man and Johnny Knoxville wrestling. One, and it turns out they didn't realize it, but two anacondas in a ball pit. Obviously, you know, a very iconic one. The fact that this showed up as one of the most iconic moments, though, I'm questioning. I think it gave us a very iconic image, one that we remember Johnny in the sailor's hat and the sailor's outfit with duct tape around his wrists. But did you do you guys remember watching this one and thinking like this is a big moment for the franchise? Maybe not for the franchise, nah. but I, I and I don't have my ratings from the past in front of me, but I'm pretty sure I probably rated this the highest out of everybody, if I remember correctly. Marginally, I gave this one a 6.9. You gave it a seven. Jay gave it a four. Yeah. OK, yeah, because I mean, well, I mean, sorry, Jay, go ahead. Nothing really happens, though. That's all I was going to say. Yeah. Is like nothing really happens. I think that's what fell short. I like the concept, though. Right. Like it should have been great. But then, uh Yeah. I almost felt like it shouldn't have been in the movie. Like there's just not enough there for me personally. I think, I think the reason why it's in the movie is the same reason why the uh, Johnny Knoxville getting shot out of the cannon is in Jackass forever. It's great promotional material. Like what's better than three guys in a sailor's outfit holding an anaconda that sums up Jackass at this era, that rock star mentality, that image of Johnny Knoxville is the most iconic image next to him in a leather jacket with the aviators on. Like it's, it's that, and and sailor johnny knoxville uh uh but apart from that like nothing really happens in this stunt so this yeah. o- this one almost feels like a gq intern looking through stills of jackass and being like there's one let's have him talk about that he knoxville just must have been fucking terrified though because when he talks about the whole electrical tape on the wrists thing he's like i don't want to get you know a couple fangs in the wrist or i'm gonna fucking die yeah and he doesn't he's reminiscing in the video about how stupid that was but clearly he must have thought there was some merit to that oh, for he's sure wearing it in the sketch both you look at the wrist they're both black electrical tape i just thought that was such a strange like that's that's totally like a panic thought you, you know, know what's that's so like weird about minute. that to me the fact that he th- like like i get it we've all had stupid ideas chris more than most but when when you look at, at someone like Johnny and he's like, yeah, I can wrap electrical tape around my wrists and that's going to prevent a snake from being able to bite through to my wrists. What do you do when you're working with electrical tape to to rip it? You use your <laughs> that's teeth. Point. That's the <laughs> tape's weakness. <laughs> How does he the, think this is going to help him? The funny thing is, Mike, that's a, a brilliant point, but you can't just bite through that. You got to tear from the edge. But mm-hmm. what? My whole life watching this, every single time I see it, I'm like, that's really fucking smart of them to put that that duct tape <laughs> on. I was like, that's fucking good thinking. They're really thinking ahead. And when he explained it, <coughs> when he explained it this way about how it literally wouldn't do anything, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I felt stupid, you know? It looked cool, though. It looked pretty fucking cool. I did, it did to me, cool. it wasn't even cool. Yeah. I just thought it was, they were really using their heads. They were really looking out for themselves. I saw it instantly and I thought I was so <laughs> smart. Like, oh, I bet you they have that so that the snake can't bite through and save their, <laughs> save their veins, you know, so it doesn't hit an artery. And then, yeah. There's that Manny on the sidelines rolling his eyes like, what the fuck are you guys? That's not going to do anything. Hopefully he lets go. <laughs> Remember that All line right. he said so about the, the uh, Yeah. 
<laughs> the object of this next uh, segue into the next sketch is to see if we can make Chris's liver explode this time with another bad joke. Hey, this next one ain't no bull. Oh, the, oh, you're trying to get him to cramp by telling a bad joke. No, it is wasn't like a liver case? cramp. It was like a leg cramp. Like, you know, when you get those fucking intense ones, like where it's like in your foot or in your this, this, this one was in my hamstring. I played a really intense basketball yesterday. We're trying to pretty make much a superstar magic here. Well, <laughs> you got to try a little yeah, bit harder, Jake, because both of me and Mikey, if you look at the video, we're like, what is he talking about? I, I had a big sandwich for lunch. I, like, you know, you know, when you eat a big sandwich and you just feel kind of sloppy afterwards, yeah. things aren't coming out right. So I have a lay down, uh, much like the guys after this motherfucking. Jay, event do you here. do you this have a big sandwich to start off all of your podcast recordings? Then, <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm so <laughs> shitty. <laughs> uh, Zing. Well, you know what, guys? Um, I think you want to eat a light meal for this next one. I'm just gonna keep coming up with fucking segues, and, and you're just gonna keep on me. fucking failing. Or they, what do they say about yeah. a thousand thousand mi- monkeys on a keyboard or something like that? They'll eventually write Shakespeare. Yep. Yeah, that's yep. more just or less the gist then. of it. Yeah, yeah. For layman's terms, well, you know. Uh, okay, seriously. Okay. The Toro Totter, uh, Gary Leaf Lafuse Ranch. I guess this is where they fucking shoot all these bull stunts all the time. So that's cool to know. Uh, they've had much success there, says Knoxville, and they got an idea from Tom and Jerry, says Knoxville, which I thought was like super strange. I can't remember the last time I saw a fucking Tom and Jerry cartoon even on the air. That's like way past our time. But uh, it was one where they had, I think, whatever the, whoever the fucking cat is, was blindfolded. And uh, yeah, I should probably know that. <laughs> is that Tom or Jerry? It's Tom. Does it matter? Yeah, Tom's it's the Tom. cat. Jerry's, right. the, Jerry's the mouse. Thanks, bud. So Tom's all blindfolded and they have a Mikey bowl around that one, him. getting all familiar with the kids shows. I was expect I was half expecting him to just cut me <laughs> off and tell me it was Tom, but it didn't happen. I was quite surprised. But yeah, so he gets the idea for that. They did that, but they did it with a um they didn't do it with a bowl, right? It was just a it was something smaller, like what did they say? I can't remember what he said, I didn't write it down. It was like a fucking The Yak. It was the Yak. It was the Yak. Because they, because originally they did the original yak attack from Jackass One on uh, uh, on Gary Lafue's ranch, and Gary Lafue, it turns out, was the guy who recommended like Toro Totters exist. They didn't build this for uh, for the movie. I thought they actually called the yak attack. Are you just being precious? No, I I think I'm. I don't know actually. Yak attack. Why it should have been called yak attack? I think it it was called yak attack. You remember yak bags? Right. Those little toys? I, fuck yeah, dude. My mind was there immediately. <laughs> I fucking remember. We had two yak bags. They're the fucking really best. Shit. I thought you were going to say, fuck, man, let's get on. But you're like, fuck yeah. And your excitement made me very happy because those things Did you awesome. guys ever, yeah. if you had two yak bags, did you ever have one talk to the other and then replay it backwards, record it backwards, and then play it forwards yeah, to see if it so. played the same thing? Shit. Fuck yeah. Yeah, we did because we we're brothers. Dude, so somebody you know somebody kickstart that. Bring yak bags back. And yeah, I know I could just use my phone, but it's not the same. You don't understand. You weren't there. Um, yeah, but okay. So they do the Tom and Jerry thing. They recreate it. It's okay. But Knoxville's feeling like he, that's just the appetizer. He needs a main course. So this is where they start to come up with the Toro Totter idea. They get the four guys on there and you know, the sketch, you know, the rest, the bull chases them around. They try to fuck each other over. It's a fun little game. Now, 
the bowl is going to basically kill anything that moves, says Knoxville. They hate movement. People sometimes think it's color, the color red. No, he says it's all about the movement. And this Toro Totter is like a fucking nightmare. It's probably driving that thing nuts. I can only imagine. Yeah, I, I like I like that this one's here. Uh, I think it's, you know, insight into Johnny's relationship with bowls is always good as well. This one, similar to the the weapons expert kind of being a placeholder for the, the uh, munitions test and the riot control test and all that stuff. I think this is sort of like the quote unquote bull stunt. And that's sort of my takeaway of it. So, of course, this one has to be there. And as far as the bull stunts go, this is by far the best one. It's so good. And the fact that the whole jackass crew gets in on it, I think, is pretty important. Yeah. Um, um, I was also I loved the insight in this one. The fact that, uh, you know, Johnny Knoxville often get got his ideas mm-hmm. from cartoons. That was that was really cool. Like <laughs> those are the sorts of things I'm looking for. Those little bits of knowledge that I that I love so much. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I like Mikey. What's that? I was just going to say, according to Chris, like these aren't really that important anyways. Maybe we should just skip over it. The bull, you know, the bull that. St- catches. Chris will never live that down. Iconic. He'll never, never live that, that down. Chris is like, are bulls that iconic and jackass? I don't even know. No, not at all. I never said that. Mm. Fake news. Fake news. That um, was the old Chris. That was before you changed your style. He was an entirely <laughs> different guy. <laughs> that old Chris. Nah. My t- my takeaway from this like one is that is that uh, uh, Jackass kind of has the ability to take a really good concept and build on it and get better at it. And I think this is a perfect example of that. You know, Johnny, the idea of smoking, and getting hit by a yak, evolving to the whole crew trying to avoid getting hit by a bull. Um, that's just representative of their entire structure of how they've built their movies out. It starts very small and they just get more elaborate to the point of they're like making movies now. It's not just kids filming stunts. And this is this is this is a microcosm of that. All right. Um, <laughs> hey, this next one is uh, somebody should have yelled corner because, uh, you know, Aaron McGahey was carrying hot soup. Kitchen rolls, baby. Uh, oh, <laughs> this is the high five. God, I've, I'm fucking terrible today. This is like, I'm, I'm the only one of the two of you that hasn't worked in a kitchen, so I don't I don't know the, the corner nonsense. I'm like, I'm like I the backup goalie. I the corner nonsense. In the, <laughs> I know behind. I'm like the backup goalie in the playoffs who's sitting there thinking, oh, there's no fucking way I got to go out there. And then like in the last game of the playoffs, you know, they're down by a goal. Fucking main goalie pulls his fucking groin out and I have to go out there and fuck everything up and just, oh, just sit in the shame. I was going to say and save the day, but if you want to keep beating yourself up, Jay, that's, that's totally up to you. <laughs> no, I'm having more fun going this direction here today. <laughs> if you beat yourself um, listen, up I had like a big sandwich. hand slap to the face. There you go. I had a big sandwich. Okay, it was a big. It was very large. You didn't have any soup. <laughs> very. I did not have any soup with the sandwich. Yeah. Unlike Danger Aaron, who definitely got his fill of the soup. Uh, hey, remember the high five? Let's pull that fucking spring-loaded thing back and let her rip. Mm. I don't really have much more to say about this, and I don't think Johnny Knoxville really did either, other than the insight that the whole crew was in on it, and uh, he thinks that's what makes it great. Yeah, you know? did you did you guys find that as the interview went on, he kind of gave less and less insight into what was going on in a lot of the stunts? It's like it was pretty top heavy uh, uh, in terms of how much he was willing to say. Uh, but this one, this one, look, everyone remembers watching this one. It may be one of the funniest on set prank 
stunts uh, that we've seen. It's from Jackass 3, the first stunt from Jackass 3. Obviously, we haven't done that on the podcast yet, but I kind of remember liking the greeting card one more uh, where there's the, the, or not the greeting card, the, the card like from the fan mail posted to the wall and then the the, the uh, punching glove comes out and knocks the people off like Wee Man yeah. standing on the on the chair. But yeah, of course, this one was great. All time. And I, I, yeah. I can't remember I can't remember fully whether or not I like this one better or worse than that, uh, but I like it again as a placeholder for the onset stunts. You're never safe. And I think you as the audience totally. member getting a peek in behind the scenes, like they're going like what people forget. They're going on set to film stunts and behind the scenes while they're amping themselves up to like get hit in the nuts. They have to worry about big ass fucking hands slapping them from across the corner where they have hot soup in their hands. Like that's the type of shit that makes jackass jackass. It's everything in between the lines. If this were just stunt to stunt at this point, I don't think jackass would have had as much relevance Mm. as, as it does today. So that's my major takeaway for this one. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I I love, I love this one. Like it's funny, but like you said, Mike, you at the other one, like for the, for the, the punching bag through the wall with the note, to like if they would have swapped them out i would have been happy and if they touched on this one a little bit but that that one's yeah. significantly better in my opinion i, 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 I think disagree so too. with this one being yeah. on the I'm list on of the best ones that. ever okay yeah you get a lot more substance in the in the note one the valentine heart thing that that one and but i think the fact that that was the first one you see in the movie too it kind of leaves a longer a lasting impression yeah um yeah yeah, because that was I remember when that was brand new, that sketch. And like even me as the fucking audience member didn't know what was about to happen. And then when it does, you're, <laughs> you're just blown away. Like I remember I could not stop laughing that entire sketch. It was just like ridiculous. There are and certain then, things that when happen it happens and... again, it's even funnier. Yeah. And then when they get Wee Man with the stool, it just like culminates. Like they couldn't <laughs> have done that any better. It's like it's the for initial shock value is like, oh my God, that's fucking hilarious. I didn't see that coming. And then the next one, you get the excitement of the buildup, like, oh, I know what's going to come. So I get to enjoy waiting in the anticipation. So you're like, I, I can't right. be topped. And then they get Wee Man up there on the chair, which is extra level of comedy gold. It's just the layering of that one is to me. That was I, I'm pretty sure I highly rank that as one of my favorite ones of all time. Yeah, I think anytime Jackass does something like they 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 set up a stunt, they show you the payoff once and you find yourself thinking, oh, my God, I can't wait to see how the rest of these play out. The, you know they've got you on the hook and the onset yeah. stunts and our onset pranks are some of the best of those i think yeah dude you nailed it there it's that exactly that like when when you just want to see more you want to you've seen it you know the setup it's going to be the same thing but you're just just as excited because yeah. it's so well done yeah i couldn't agree more um and yeah i'm glad that they kept doing shit like this in the future they knew it's a good formula and we've seen many more like these never gets old um but uh this next one I was surprised to see on the list, and I think if not for the fact that it was extremely dangerous, it's kind of a letdown. This is the Red Rocket. You may remember this one. Knoxville is wearing like a, it's kind of like an evil Knievel, you know, white jumpsuit, and he's he's basically straddling the side of this big cartoon fucking stick of dynamite like looking thing. Um, they're going to shoot this rocket off into the pier. But when the explosion goes off, he maybe goes halfway up the ramp, the launch pad, and just slides back down. Now, here's the thing. What what you may not have noticed, and I think they do touch on this in the movie, but Knoxville points out that a metal rod oh, yeah. actually shot out of the side of the rocket and was like 
just inches away from his ribs would have killed him for sure. Like that, a puncture wound like that, say goodbye. But not only that, we get a little extra behind the scenes tidbit here when he says the rod continued its journey, flew into the crew and almost took two guys' heads clean That's off. That's crazy. They luckily moved out of the way. Yeah, it that blew my mind. Paint, I couldn't paintball believe. Paintball superstar Mike Cassick almost uh, took a rod to the face, <laughs> which, which would have been tragic. Uh, I think the craziest thing about it though, Mikey, is that if you didn't know all of that, this thing totally sucks. Like it's a letdown. Yeah. It's like shouldn't have been here, but that makes it so much more rad. Just yeah, knowing but e- that even stuff. with that, you don't just because something accident happened that we didn't even really get to experience truly how dangerous it was or how much of a big deal it was. It, it you can't add that to the the biggest moments of all time in the show in the in the in the history of this. There's just way too I, many better I, things to choose from. Both rocket ones, in my opinion. But I kind of I kind of disagree okay. because I think it's important to have a stunt there to represent just how bad things can get and how close things have come to getting really bad. So I don't mind this one being there. We gave it a seven, seven and a seven across the board. Uh, so it wasn't phenomenal, but it was one of those moments where you're like, oh, Johnny Knoxville's not afraid to die. Uh, and things really can go wrong sometimes on the set. So I don't mind it being there. I agree that the stunt itself wasn't great, but here's another, like, look, another moment where we all know the Johnny on a rocket thing because that was heavily used in promotional materials for Jackass 2. Could it have been a GQ intern just picking moments again? It's very possible. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. We may never know, but... um, I wonder if they just, the GQ intern just started listening to our show and been like, just... Went through our lists Uh-oh. and whatnot. Imagine that. <laughs> oh, oh, from us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. you meant just listening. That would have been an easy way to do research for the whole show, right? You know? Could have been. <laughs> yeah, oh, just, just check out the backlog of, of 60 episodes True. to prepare for this 20-minute yeah, That would have been a lot of hours. Never mind. Hopefully, he was well, just a fan of Well, speaking of doing research, we don't do research Yes, Johnny Knoxville in this next one. <laughs> the Jet Engine. Uh, so, this one was... Man, I, again, this is another one of those ones that if you're telling me greatest stunts of all time, I probably wouldn't have thought of this immediately. Yeah, I, right? I think you guys would agree. Um, but yeah, this is the one, if you don't recall, they had the big uh, airliner jet come in off the runway and they, you know, just let the jet, jets run on idle there. And the guys just kind of come behind, throw things into the into the jet stream. They jump into it to see how far it'll launch them. Um, you get the classic shot of uh, one of the guys grabbing an umbrella and going for a ride off a trampoline. Which That was Spike. Uh, yeah. That was the guy who, was as, spike, as Johnny spike. Knoxville said, quote unquote, powdered his collarbone on that, which is just, ugh, that made me cringe when he said it that way. Totally. Yeah. It is looks it, like fun, Loomis. Put it into context. It's. I think it's Loomis, but they call him S-P-Y-K-E, I think sometimes. But uh, no, no, like Loomis was another nickname. He compl- referred to him, and this is a completely different name. So maybe he's just got a bunch of names. That could be it's it. It's the fucking referee, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If anybody's confused, he's the fucking referee in like every sketch with yeah. the referee. <laughs> yeah, he's got the um, green beard, the green beaded beard. That guy looks like he should be playing in a band with Ray Yon. Like a metal band. <laughs> he, he looks like the human version yeah. of Oscar the Grouch. Hey, uh, yes. I was gonna say he he looks like he looks like when when your your shower drain clogs and you like pick up a big <laughs> thing of hair. That's that's yeah, what he you're looks right, like. <laughs> just keep getting better. Oh my god. Um I don't really have much more to say on yeah, this. Yeah, I think one, those jokes are better than the sketch to be honest. I have no idea yeah, how this it is. It was on the fun list. to watch but like absolutely not one of the biggest moments yeah, in Jack. It's not iconic. It doesn't have rate? any big moments, yeah. Did we rate this Mikey? I, I can't we remember. We didn't even rate this one. No, it was more of an interstitial. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, 
This next one, the Bungie Boogie, again, same thing as the last one. Wouldn't have picked it, but um, this is, it has a funny story behind it, so that might be why it's in here. Um, the Bungie Boogie, and I'm just going off memory here. I didn't write down the details of the sketch, but it looks like they were sending a guy off of a boogie board with a big, like, they had a big elastic and into a pool, right? That was the Bungie Boogie. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, yeah, it was just, you know, easy stunt to set up and do, but what's really going on behind the scenes is what shines here. They have a story about... You know, everybody's favorite, Chris Pontius. He was trying to stab Aaron McGahey yeah. <laughs> with his knife. Yeah. It's not the Pontius first time apparently. I've heard this story either. And 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 there's two stories about him trying to do it too, which yeah. is pretty crazy. Like, he's our, he is the guy that everybody thinks is the most happy-go-lucky, friendly guy off the thing. And I'm like, the way Knoxville was describing it, it wasn't like a funny joke. Like, it seemed pretty serious. No. Yeah. And I just would That's never expect that out of him. So now I'm kind of a little bit more intrigued. Like, what's this other side of Pontius like? Totally. Like, is Pontius just playing one of his characters here, just trying to get a, like a rib on everybody, play a joke, or is he actually? Because you can see in an interaction in the next clip where they're setting up the tooth pull on Aaron, and he's he's clearly irritated with Aaron and his behavior. Like you could see Pontius is like just he's annoyed by him. So I almost wonder if it's just a beef between the two of them. We actually don't really get along on set or what it is, but uh, he did try to stab him again a second time during that sketch. Um, so yeah, apparently this, this happens a lot. The solution is to get Jeff, get Jeff in there to kind of cool things down. Apparently Jeff's always the, somehow he's just got that power. I don't know if it's something in his voice or the tone he uses, but Jeff Tremaine, he can, uh, it's cause he's the one who writes their situation. fucking checks. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's Might the boss. Too. He's got to. Yeah. <laughs> he says, Hey Chris, give me your knife. Otherwise I'm not giving you a check. Like, <laughs> well, I hope like in this next one that, uh, if we're talking checks, I hope Steve-O got a, a big payday. It's the poo cocktail Supreme. Yes. They say that only dog feces were allowed to be shown on film. But Knoxville let it slip that a few guys pooped in there, too. So there you go. Uh, we can call that a, a few, uh, a crew poo, if you'd like. A few crew mm. poo, poo in there. Now, there's a couple lines in this when Knoxville's going over the sketch for us. He says the <laughs> he says the poop did go weightless. Yep. It went weightless, which I love. And then uh, there's another little rhyme here. Raining poo on all the crews. So this had a lot of good... Uh, there's a little poetry in there. I like the way they described this one. Um, Steve-O's a real trooper. Love that he did this. Um, apparently he kept his mouth open by accident, which is just fucking great. The one thing he was told um, not to do is open his mouth. But like, of course you're going to do that. You're going to scream, especially because you're trying to sell it. Um, you know, they've done a lot of poo sketches on this one. I I like this as one of the moments because it was it was a massive moment in exactly. the movie. Uh, and it was, it was again, that escalation of an idea way back to the poo cocktail. I mean, obviously this is the poo cocktail Supreme, but way back to the poo, poo cocktail and jackass. I think it was season one, episode one, uh, where Johnny Knoxville just gets, gets basically moved upside down in one. And they, they just constantly add to this idea. So that's cool. Everything being held together with duct tape. It looks like on the jackass set, even when it's jackass three and they've got a major budget for it. This, this just felt like the. Like, you know, you know, you have like Bulbasaur, uh, 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 Venusaur, uh, Ivysaur, uh, Ivysaur, uh-huh. Venusaur, or like, like Charmander, Charizard, like all the evolutions of Pokemon. This feels like the final evolution of the concept of a, of a, an outhouse stunt. And I like that for it. Yeah. It's definitely like, if you're talking about biggest moments, this is one that's extremely iconic. 
it's one that people always remember when they look back at these things. This is definitely deserving to be on the list, in my opinion. It might not yeah. be the funniest. Mm-hmm. It might not have that, but we're, we're, it's not called funniest moments, and it's not called most dangerous moments. It's called biggest moments. And that's why I disagree with a lot of these latter ones, even if, yeah, exactly. yeah sure, someone off camera almost died. It wasn't a biggest moment for, I'm looking at it for the, you know, the people around that are watching these things. And this this is definitely one of those. There's no denying it. Yeah, that's fair. Totally. Yeah, no, I, I'd agree with that as well. It's uh, a classic. It's the, I think a lot of people, even if they're not big fans, remember this. I, I think they even parodied this. I remember seeing a clip on a late night talk show once where they like faked Britney Spears doing yeah. the crew cocktail. Yeah. And they showed, yeah, they showed footage from the movie. I, I saw that, but I don't I don't know what it was all about. I mean, this this was obviously just like a big. It's also another one of those moments of like it's amazing no one's ever died on the set of Jackass before because like sometimes they they go for something really big and they really don't put that much effort into uh, seemingly uh, making sure that it's safe for everyone around. Yeah, they like they said they don't do any research, so I'm assuming this this sketch was treated the same way. But, I love how he, he, in hey, the same we, thing where he's talking about not doing research. He's also like, we are scientists, so we don't do any yeah, research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, but this is <laughs> yeah, what yeah, scientists yeah, yeah. fucking do. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, Johnny, does it? Yeah. Well, boys, we go from spreading our cheeks and letting it fly to spreading our wings and mm, letting it fly. Nice. Johnny Knoxville in the flight of Icarus. Now they're starting to talk a little bit about stuff to come. Obviously, I believe this was released before the Forever movie came out. So a little bit of a, I think they give you a little bit of behind no, the after. scenes here, a little teaser. No, March, March 1st would have been after, yeah. It was after. Okay. Promotional material. So we're getting a couple of the new ones in here. The Flight of Icarus, if you don't remember, is Knoxville in the the bird wings, getting shot out of, out of the biggest cannon I think we've ever seen in a Jackass film to date. He does say that there's no space in that cannon. And I know we had a debate between the three of us in our last review of the movie where we were trying to figure out, okay, how does that work? Is there like a platform in the cannon that right. launches them? Is this like a straight up real cannon? Well, he doesn't specify when he says there's no space and it's super tight. I got to imagine that at the very least, if it was a real cannon shot, I think we're all right that they lubed up the sides of that thing. Hang so on, like, Jay, you know, no one was arguing this was a real cannon. No one, <laughs> no one, one you say that no one was I'm thinking sure this was a real cannon. I, if, me, unless you were one. thinking this is a real cannon. <laughs> I can. I would have imagined Chris would have thought that, and then you would have been like, "Chris, that's ridiculous." And you would have been like, "Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that very much." No one was thinking they shoved him in there like they would shove a lead ball into a cannon, and that's what made him fly like an explosion. <laughs> I don't think that's how this works. Well, they don't do any research, so for that's all true. we know, <laughs> that's true. Maybe it could work. Yeah, what well, I listen, did like is uh, it did answer a different question for us. Then the question sure. was, we were talking about how it's like some of these stunts you could tell, or it seems like to us were just clickbait for for posters and epic moments right. and he very clearly makes it clear he knew he needed that money shot yes. he knew what he was there yeah. for and yeah. it turned out to yeah. be honestly i think it's one of the greatest pictures from jackass ever in, in terms in of like history, the stretched totally out agree. he's so high in the air it just it's a beautiful photo and it just really you know epitomizes what jackass is um and it's it's cool that they're open about that like yeah some certain things we do do like that so doo-doo <laughs> i said no, doo-doo. that was in the last stunt no but i agree but yeah. chris i think i think it's i think it it shows yeah. the growth that we've kind of been hinting at this whole time so many you know with the bulls and with the poo cocktail it's them as filmmakers growing and knowing that they're making a movie they're not making a skate tape anymore planning this one out so that they could get a poster out of it it's great i love that insight i love that they're willing to admit it i love that they planned it ahead so i'm totally cool with this one being on this list yeah 
Yeah, totally. Sure. Yeah, it's an iconic shot for sure. Uh, Knoxville hit the water so hard he could not sit on his ass yeah. for two weeks, according to him. So <laughs> Sounds rough. Yeah, dude, I've been launched out of fucking inflatable tubes on the back of a speedboat before and landed, you know, flat on my belly. And it just looks like you come out of there like you just had a bad sunburn. So I can only imagine <laughs> the pain that this man must have went, went through for this one. Um, but yeah, guys, we've made it to the end of the video. And the final one is another from Jackass Forever. And not surprisingly, another boring bull sketch. Hey, eh, Chris, this is the magic <laughs> trick. And uh, apparently they did this in two takes. I didn't see that coming. So mm-hmm. they, uh, they had a first take. Didn't go so well. They had to change bulls. They brought in the new bull who goes by the name Pecker Wrecker. And great name. Uh, basically... Great name. Fantastic. They basically brought him in and that was it. Like one and done. He, You saw what happened in the movie. So um, Knoxville came out with a broken wrist, rib, a concussion, and a brain hemorrhage from this sketch. Pretty gnarly. Yeah, this one this one is important to have on the list. I like that it's the last one as well as almost like a hat tip to the fact that this has to be the last concussion that Johnny Knoxville has. Otherwise, he's seriously going to start to put himself in jeopardy. Um, I love my, my favorite thing about this interview and 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 johnny's reasoning for why it's on this list is the fact that he says they did the first take and the bull gored him and it hurt but it didn't look like it hurt and we talk about this so often on the podcast where where i i always think back to this stunt where they're doing the hockey checks on the ice and it just doesn't look like it hurts because we watch hockey and we don't think that getting checked or whatever blah, blah blah um but now they have to start thinking about making the stunt look like it hurts more than it actually hurting. And I totally agree with that because they show some examples. And like, for example, Aaron McGahey, uh breaking his neck when he when he does that flip and he lands on his neck. I hate watching that one. It looks kind of fine because he's in the fat suit. It's kind of padded when he hits it. But knowing that that's the damage that's there is like, I don't I don't like that one. It looks it looks too yeah. gross. And I think that that uh, getting getting gored, just watching it and not knowing that he gets hurt, I, I guess maybe some people like that. I don't know. I I'm, I never need to know that it hurt or think that it hurt. I just kind of like the the spirit yeah. of the stunt. But it's clear that that's yeah. that that's not the audience that they're they're filming these for. No, dude, it's so true though. Like I think that's why you think of professional wrestling. You know that they're, they're safe. They're taking care of each other in there, and you can just watch that shit for days and enjoy the athleticism. But then you see something like uh, Owen Hart and Stone oh. Cold Steve Austin and and the pile driver that went wrong and he broke his neck. Like you watch that, you're just like, oh, like you feel the shock yeah. that must have went through that man's body, and you know something's wrong. You know, like suddenly this wrestling thing has become very icky, and I don't like it anymore. Hundred uh, percent. I totally see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, the, the funniest, the funniest part of this, of this, uh, this interview though, that like, <laughs> I, I don't understand what he meant by it, but I think I'm glad he said it. He says, uh, uh, it, they're like, what was your thinking behind this stunt? And he's like, well, see, I really wanted to trick the animal. Yes. What? What? In 100%. What way? I, I, what I caught that about, so Johnny? hard. Yeah. Like, I want to, I want to prank an animal, like trick an animal. You're like, what? What are you doing? Th- yeah, exactly. What does that mean? Yeah. I, and I don't, yeah. I don't get how he could have. I think the uh, the the bull tricked him into thinking he was still agile enough to take a bull hit. But hey, here we go. We got some good footage out of it. Totally. And that brings us to the end of 
this YouTube video, which is kind of strange to say because I think this is the first time we've done something like this, but let us know what you thought of it. Um, I think before we wrap up for good, though, guys, we want to do something like we always do to end our shows, something to kind of look at everything in the bigger picture. Right now at this time, we're going to each give our personal biggest moment, not the ones that appeared here, but something we felt that could have fit in with these. Um, Mikey, I, I see you're, you're raring to go here. Why don't you tell us yours? Yeah, I'll start, start off. off I mean, there are, there are so many that you can choose from here and I'm going to strategically pick this one a, because it's very early on in the, uh, Jackass run. It's from season one, episode three, and it shows a different side of Jackass than the California Jackass that is largely represented in this, uh, in this list. Uh, it's Bam kicks his dad's ass all day. Not my favorite stunt, but as a moment <laughs> in Jackass, yeah. you, us as kids watching a kid punch his dad on camera was something wilder than I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, I, and uh, you know, I'm, and I, I want to say that to also just give a shout out to Bam's impression that he left on Jackass because he's very clearly missing from this list in, in a large yeah, capacity. That's, that's so true. Um, for me, you know what? There's, there's so many of them and guys, if you want to get a list, if you want to go back and find it, just listen to any of our stunt drafts, for example, yeah. You know what I mean? That that's a yeah. pretty quick summary for you guys to find a whole bunch of them that were very that are some of our highest rated ones that probably should have been on this list opposed to some of the other ones. Um, that being said, I'm going with the the cornfield sledding. I knew you no, were going to do I'm just that. Kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. My actual one. I'm saying nutball. Nutball is definitely one of those oh, ones. Great. It's oh, it's the camaraderie on, yeah. between the guys. It, it it's it shows that jackass vibe. It's early on. And it's just fucking it's it's almost a perfect sketch. So that that's the one I'd be going with. I agree, especially because I don't think there's a moment on this list that really captures the best of the camaraderie element of Jackass. And and that was very much missing on 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 this. Yeah, that's fair. And now Chris has already subverted expectations. I can't do my bit. The corn the corn uh... sledding. I knew if he didn't, you were gonna do it. hundred (laughs) percent. No, I was going to do a whole thing about the Johnny Knoxville uh, jump in the L.A. River, but uh, come on. Yeah. I think we all know that's a, that's a close number, too. Um, but this next one, I, I would have to pick. It, it was uh, Here's what I felt was missing. Uh, the types of sketches that are just the dudes in a hotel room going, hey, we should try this thing real quick. And then it ends up like blowing everybody away. Totally. I think you guys know where I'm going already with this. It's the muscle stimulator. Yeah. Would have loved to see that in here. Yeah, it's not the most hard-hitting thing you've ever seen. It's really fucking stupid, but that's the point. Like, just the fact that this is the the type of thing you go to the movie and you're hoping to see something great. You don't know what it is yet, and then you see this and you're like, that was Mm -hmm. the thing that I didn't know that I needed, and uh, I could just go back and watch that over and over again. And it's the same thing with Nutball, like like with Chris. You know, it's... um, it's it personifies what is great about jackass it's stunts and hanging out with the boys a little behind the scenes a little making of you know it's natural it's organic and uh yeah i just i I gotta give it to that one i i wish we could get a little behind the scenes from knoxville on that and how it came to be but who knows maybe one day maybe one day yeah i think i think yours uh and chris's kind of share a little bit there and i think it's it's important to have those ones represented because there is bigness in those moments even though they're not elaborate and i think that's what makes them important yeah and uh that pretty much does it for us here for this episode the special bonus episode now you guys are probably wondering what we're going to do next we're not saying anything yet but um 
guys, like we've done, I can't believe what we've done. I just wanted to like look back for a quick moment and just think about, holy shit, guys, we've done, we've done the whole TV series. We've done the first two movies. We've done forever. A little bit of Viva La Bam, a little Wild Boys. I mean, I know there's so much left for us to cover, so much ground, and uh, we're finding little nuggets just like this one all the time. So if you guys like this, you like hearing these little behind the scenes, these things you didn't think we'd cover, you know, if we can dig out these things from the seller of the Jackass Library, let us know. We'll probably do more of these in the future. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, let us know. Go to at Pod on Instagram and Twitter where you can reach us. Just let us know what you think of this. If you watch the video, what you would pick for your favorite stunts, we want to hear from you. So check us out there. We also got a Vine now. We, we, got, we have a oh, Vine. Shit. I have not posted anything yet. I'm we still have a learning. what, Chris? Vine. We oh, don't sorry, have a Vine. <laughs> sorry, the TikTok. Defunct, uh... TikTok. <laughs> I'm not like hipping with it, man. I was like, excited I, I, there it, for a second. I, I, it took all my protests and I finally had to do it. Like, I don't want anything to do with TikTok, but a lot of people do. And I think a lot of our clips and quick little excerpts would be pretty good for there. So we're going to give it a shot. You can follow us on there. Same same as an Instagram uh, at jackasspod. Um, yeah, good stuff. Yes. Follow us there. And, uh, and we have gotten a lot of requests to cover Haggard. Uh, so that, that is in the pipeline somewhere. Uh, We've Haggard. got a couple episodes planned out that we have to work some structure around first. I think they uh, want us Haggard to cover Haggard. I think they want us to cover Haggard just so we have to waste a fucking bunch of time. It is not good. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly, that is where Dunn tries to fuck himself in the ass. I it's, think it's, 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 uh, Bam's like it's movie that he made. It's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, I'm okay. looking forward to that one. Thanks fans. Really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Oh man. It's been so long since I've seen that. I, it, I don't have fond memories. I was pretty fuck, probably too young to watch that shit, but, uh, we'll see if it brings back a little PTS Dave. <laughs> um, but yeah, that pretty much does it for us guys. Bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this has been Jackassed. Furnished by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it!